Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up guys? This is Paul Verzi and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! yeah. My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 229 for Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. How's it going, onesies? How is your life doing? Question mark. You guys having the best week ever? Love and life. Uh, welcome to the One Man Podcast. If this is your first time listening, my name is Josh Williams, comedian and earthling. Uh, and this podcast is all about what's going on in my life uh, in the previous week. So uh, if you're here, uh, welcome. Thank you for being with me. Uh, regular onesies. Thank you for coming back this week. Um, I'm going to tell you guys uh, what's going on with me. I've had a very busy few days. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but I've, 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 I've uh, I've got a, a couple shows here that I'm going to talk about. In fact, really just one for the most part. Um, I did a trip to Montreal with my lovely lady on Saturday, which was great. I got some stuff ready for a comedy tour promo that I'm going to be doing. Um, a small, like huge update on the cross Canada tour that I'm going to be doing uh, very soon. Um, in fact, this podcast is actually being recorded Wednesday morning. I'd like to have it ready early. In fact, I was ready to go Monday night. I was like, you know what? Let's get this done right and early, uh, be on time for, uh, for a change. And, uh, even yesterday in the morning, I had all this stuff set up and then it was just like a phone call, you know, changed everything. And my life has been absolute chaos ever since, but, uh, even, even still, but I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get a hold of you guys. I gotta let you know what's going on. Um, and I still can't even talk about a whole lot of it because I'm superstitious in the sense that I feel like the, if I talk about good shit, I'm going to jinx it. And I know that it sounds so pessimistic and negative to be like, yeah, it always happens when I, uh, I don't want to say count my chickens before I hatch, but everyone's like, oh, you're, you're underway. And I'm, you know, there's a reason that they have sayings like, you know, uh, wait till, you know wait till the ink is dry and, you know, wait till you sign the contract, wait till it's in your account, you know, all these different things. It's because it's true. A lot of things I I've, I've been the guy who used to get super excited and then shit falls through the cracks. I've been told I have jobs. The, the late, great Mike McDonald, great comedian, uh, you know, told me once when we were doing a show together, he goes, Josh, only hold your breath when you're underwater. So just the amount of things in life where someone says, Hey, this is coming your way. And you're like, Oh my God. And then shit falls through. Things change, you know? Um, I'm very excited for this tour. Um, I had a phone call yesterday, you know, um, where I spoke with my, my co-pilot, 
Um, and, and of course, as this tour happens, guys, I've got two guys who I'm going to be working with. I, I call one of them my co-pilot. One of them is just going to be a, a fellow employee. He's not exactly leading the tour, but he's a great buddy of mine. And I, I can't wait to, to, he's already been featured on the podcast before. He's got his own individual episode. Uh, my buddy, Matt Watson, uh, fellow comedian, everything like that. And, uh, I'm looking forward to the tour, uh, because him and I are going to try to do some stand up along the way. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on. Um, the, uh, but my, 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 my co-pilot, the one who kindly selected me to, to be his, uh, right-hand man throughout the course of this tour. I spoke with him yesterday and the marketing business guys is, is crazy. Shit changes can change on the day. Like it, it is very reactionary to the market and what's going on. And, uh, I can tell you that, that, um, uh, the company that I work for, I don't know if they, they'd want to be named or whatever, but it's just the company that's repping Harvey's, um, Harvey's did amazing, uh, promo and initiatives throughout the, the quarantine and pandemic. Uh, they did a ton of thank you burgers and everything like that. I got to be a part of the, uh, the activation as we call it many times there's literally, they would come to, you know, from city to city, town to town and set up, uh, uh, the Harvey's RV. You can check it out on Instagram. Um, they had, they stopped in all sorts of different cities across this country and they gave out free thank you burgers. That was it. You just line up. Hey, how many do you need? You got you and your three kids. Cool. We got four, four burgers here for you. What would you like? Angus or light life. So even everyone was included, you know, if you were uh vegan or, or plant-based uh, you know, we had the plant-based light life burger for you. So everyone was included. There was no, um, no money exchanged whatsoever. It was just a, a thank you, you know, to frontline workers and really everybody for, you know, just doing their part during the pandemic. It was a great initiative. Um, they also stopped into like hospitals and police stations and fire, uh, fire stations, uh, and gave out like stacks of free burgers that the, you know, the, uh, the staff and, 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 you know, first responders could go in and use at a local Harvey's. So it was just a great initiative. I was, I was really happy to be a part of it. I, I, actually, uh, you know, jumped on some additional cities uh, as an excuse to visit my, my friend and, and frequent co-host red, um, you know, in, in London, Ontario, uh, I grabbed a bunch of gigs with them and I guess, uh, I got along great with the team, uh, which are good. Again, I don't know if they want to be named and I'll just leave them alone, but, um, they, they reached out to me, uh, in the spring, uh, because they were looking to do it again. Uh, but of course, you know, we still did the tour, but they were looking to have me as a lead back then. And unfortunately, just with the way COVID went and budgets and, and things changing, you know, lockdowns happening again, stuff like that, uh, we, they weren't able to do it, but they, they offered it to me again this time. And, and, uh, and luckily, um, you know, I was able to accept it. I've told you guys this already, I believe, but, uh, but that's kind of, you know, that was the exciting thing. And my understanding was that we were going to be starting this thing off, you know, October 11th, which is quickly coming up. Um, but I recently, just after yesterday's phone call, it sounds like I'm going to be in Toronto by as early as next week. Um, like, like Monday, uh, like, like five days from now. And then that's it. I'm gone. So I have very limited time with, uh, with family, my, my, my sweetheart. I, I don't have much time with her left. In fact, this weekend might be the last thing and she's booked crazy this weekend. So a little bit of stress and anxiousness there. I'm, uh, you know. I'm i I'm not a needy monkey, but I'm, I, you know, I, I love my lady and I love my, I love my cuddles and my affection. I like that stuff, you know? So, um, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this tour, but I'm also like, ugh, I have like, I, I like, I'm way too crazy to have five days to, to, to do this. Um, I don't want to bring my anxious energy into the podcast, but, um, 
I just, it's, it's messed up too, because like we have a dry run where we need to set the entire thing up. We're also going to be traveling with like a bigger group. In fact, it's my understanding. This is like one of the biggest cross country tours that, that a marketing company does in a year. Um, not the Harvey's one, but who we're traveling with and, uh, we're going to be assisting them in many different ways. So, I mean, I'm going to have all sorts of different stories for you guys from the road. Um, my buddy, Matt Watson, who's coming with us has got a vlog that he does on YouTube every week. So, you know, I'm going to have Matt on and, and, uh, my, my, my co-partner there. Um, as soon as I get his permission to say his name on the podcast, I will, but, um, He's going to be, you know, I'm going to have the two of them featured on the podcast where we can just, you know, shoot the shit about what's going on in the week. And I know that a lot of feedback from you onesies is despite the fact that this is called the one man podcast, a lot of you enjoy when I have uh, guests or co-hosts or whatever it is. And, and as do I, it's easier, but I just, the, the, the great thing about the one man podcast is that I set the expectation that it's just me. So if it's just me, it's kind of what you expect. If there's extra people, it's a bonus. Does it conflict with the name? Sure. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know if I've ever lost a listener because they were like, I expected one person and he lied. He lied to me. There was another person there and he lied. <clears throat> the one man you can always expect is yours truly. I'll be here. Oh, I don't feel good. Oh, positive, positive to share with you. It's not even in my notes. Um, my lungs are doing a lot better. Been on lots of different medications, been forking out the dough for new puffers and shit stuff that I honestly have in my medicine drawer, you know, my, my pharmaceutical cabinet. Um, I've got, I've got the same stuff that they prescribed to me. I've got, but it's like, oh, it expired last year. So you better get a new one. And I'm like, oh, I don't really, again, this is not written down, but I'm going to tell you guys right now. I do not believe that, uh, medicine truly expires depends on what it is. Like I've got old hydrocortisone cream that I use and it still works on certain things. Um, I've got, you know, like if Tylenol, what Tylenol is good one day and then it's just not effective the next, I think maybe something would degrade over like 10, 20 years. But if it's a year or two old, you know what I mean? And I'm talking, I've even got like, like cough medicines and stuff that have done the job expired two years ago. I still use them. It's not like they kill you or cause cancer or whatever. The, the, what I've heard from people is that like, yeah, medicine, once it's expired, it, you know, over a long period of time, it will become less effective. Right. So if you're, you're going to throw out Tylenol because like, it's less effective, just fucking take two of them. Then, you know what I mean? If you usually take two, take three, you know, you're not going to kill yourself with three Tylenol. I am not a medical expert, but I'm fairly certain, you know, what drives, I'm not going off in a million different directions. They're all medical based, but it drives me bananas. You know what I mean? Like when I see somebody who it's like, you know, they'll take a bottle of pills and it's like, it's funny too, when it's like maximum strength, Tylenol, whatever. It's like, you know, take only one or two. And then you'll watch someone like put four in their hand and throw them back. I'm like, if that's the maximum strength, won't the rest kill you? Like, you know, a whole bottle of pills, you know, can kill you. But if you take double the dosage, that's crazy, isn't it? I've seen people do that. You see in the movies, they just fucking dump them, you know, four or five Tylenols, boom, knock them all back. All I'm saying is that, you know, if you're worried that your medicine is less effective, you know, take three, you know, if you normally take two Advil and it's expired, take three and see what happens. Again, I'd be, I'd be shocked if, if it killed you, like I, I quite literally had my, uh, doctor pers- tell me to go buy uh reactant and then just take two of them. Like the regular reactant is like, you know, your daily limit only take one a day. And he's literally like, take two of them. Just take 20 milligrams. You can actually get prescriptions for 20 milligram reactant. So as much as the bottle's like, well, I'll take one. And the doctor's like, just take two of them, take 20, 20 mils. You know, I'm not going to prescribe you the expensive stuff. You, you just take two of the regular. I'm like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like. Anyways, 
don't throw away medication, but because the Avamis that he, he prescribed me was a liquid and it expired in like 2018, I was like, I don't know, maybe liquid becomes less effective, whatever. He's like, yeah, I'd, I'd throw it out, but I don't know if he's in it with the, the big, big nasal spray. You know what I mean? I don't know. What do you guys think? I would love to hear. I would love to hear. I have no expectations whatsoever that I'll get an email on it, but if you wanted to send one contact at one man podcast.com, I would really appreciate that. Um, I'm going to get into something regarding that too, uh, a little later on, but, uh, I'm feeling better. My lungs are working. I've been taking two 10 milligram reactants every day. I am taking the orange puffer, which is like the steroid, uh, two puffs in the morning, two puffs in the evening. And I'm taking the Avamis spray. So Avamis puffer and, and 20 milligrams of reactant. And that's, I, I, I gotta say right now, I think I feel, I feel back to like my baseline. I don't feel hundred percent. I've always got like, <laughs> excuse me, a little bit of gunk in the old lungs, but that's just again, baseline. I always have that, especially in the morning. Um, yeah. So, um, that's, I'm feeling better lung wise. That's, that's the positive, uh, phone call I did yesterday with my co-partner, um, is, leave it on Monday. We set this thing up for the higher ups to look at the whole thing. Harvey's and our, and our traveling partners who are like the headliners. We're the opening. Honestly, we're the opening act on this tour. The, the old Harvey's RV tour was by itself one day. Now we're going to be in different markets, uh, for a few days traveling with this other group. And, uh, so on Monday I have to be in Toronto to do a dry run. And by that, it's just like set everything up and let the, you know, basically the clients who are paying for all of this, look and see what it looks like, you know? And then I also have to get driver training to drive the RV and the, the kitchen that we're towing. So there's, you know, that has to be scheduled. And then we leave, you know, we're at our first location, October 11th. And, uh, I'm, I'm unbelievably stressed for a multitude of reasons. I, I won't really go deeply into them. Uh, some of them I can't, I'm just, again, it's the whole, you know, chickens before they've hatched. Uh, you know, wait till the ink's dry, all that stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Something very positive, very positive medical wise, uh, looks like it's in my future. I will tell you about it when I, when I have confirmation. Um, I'm, I'm, I've filled out a bunch of forms. I've, I've applied, I've watched videos. I've done a bunch of different things that I've been directed to do. And, um, now, now, and this is the worst part is I've got so many things that I have to do before I leave. And I am at the whim, uh, of, uh, the whim. I believe that's what it is. Is it at the whim? Huh. Let's see. I'm going to pause this and look it up. Yeah. I use that. Right. I'm at the whim of somebody else in a lot of different ways. Uh, in a lot of different facets of my life right now. So the medical thing, I got an email. They were telling me to reach out to my doctor to get requisitions for certain things. Um, I reached out to my doctor. They said they'd call me back. They did not. I called them this morning and they were saying, well, you're, you're, you know, the people who want this, this, you know, uh, these tests, um, usually want specific things. So they need to get a hold of, you know, me, you know, they will message us. Their email said for me to get a hold of the doctor. Now I got to call that. Like, it's just, and the thing is, if I need to go get physical tests, like I, I know I can get them done wherever I am, but I'm not going to have time, excuse me, in the middle of the day when I'm supposed to be working to go do these tests. So I want to get them done before I leave. I don't know when I'm leaving. It's Wednesday. If I'm lucky enough to get them to send shit to my doctor today, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
I have to get tests done before I leave. Uh, and at least two of them. And I don't know if any of these tests, how long in advance I have to schedule it. It looks like I could be gone as early as Friday and, and who knows if I actually get to come back. I have to come home. I have to come home. Um, but it's, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare, um, uh, for just that. Um, so that's the thing. Um, I, I want to, I have to pack and I have to, to do all sorts of stuff. I thought I, had, I thought I had two weeks. I don't, I have, I have like two days maybe. Um, so I have to get all my packing ready. Um, I needed to, I needed to renew my phone, uh, which I'll be doing after this podcast. I've, I've did a bunch of calls yesterday. I did. I've done a bunch of calls, uh, to make sure I've got everything in order and everything like that. That was all calls, times, organizing, whatever. Um, and then they're like, Hey, we don't have the phone. We have to ship it to you. There's no phones in Canada. They're all coming shipped. It's like, great. I'm not going to be here. So that's another thing. How long? Uh, a week or two. Perfect. So that's kind of stressful. I'm going to have, it's, it's just gonna be so much coordinating that I'm gone. And, uh, you know, had, had, had it been my fault, like, had I waited till the last minute to do all this stuff, um, you know, well, I, I get like, again, you might think, well, you still could have done it sooner. Actually, I couldn't. Some of these things just came up. Uh, the medical stuff just came up. So it's kind of like, um, it's, it's just, uh, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating. There isn't enough time, um, to get this stuff done. And I, I like, that's like two things, the phone and, and the doctor stuff. Um, my friend, Matt Watson and I, uh, the, the, my buddy who's coming on this tour with me, um, we are going to try to do some stand up comedy shows in some of the smaller markets that we're visiting. So, um, we were lucky enough to have my, my lovely girlfriend, Crystal, who is also a photographer from Crystal Clear Shots. Um, we, we, uh, got together out in Russell, uh, out where Matt lives and we took some photos, uh, some professional photos, uh, to have a poster done. So Matt and I had coordinated, uh, last week we had breakfast. We did a bunch of you know, notes and ideas. So we coordinated this shoot, uh, early morning on Saturday, got together out in the country. We, we took a bunch of pictures. Now we, we, uh, Matt, thank Christ for Matt and his organization. Um, normally this is the kind of thing I do because I don't usually have a partner on, on this kind of creative endeavor. So, so hats off to Matt and, and thank you for, for doing it. But anyways, we, we got together. Um, Crystal's been on believably busy lately, but she was able, uh, we just coordinated, unfortunately it cut into something else. It's fine. It's just frustrating the way life is right now. But her and I, um, went out to see Matt, we got the pictures taken. Um, and then it was like for her to like, get them off the, the camera and convert them from the raw files, get them to us for me to get them to Matt for Matt to do a write up. Like we're having someone make us a professional poster. Normally I do them. I don't have time for it right now. Matt knows a guy who does great work, a uh, little shout out to Victor overseas in Europe somewhere. I don't remember exactly what country he's in. So we've got an overseas guy working on this for me, does phenomenal work. Um, we're doing uh, posters and table toppers because the idea is that when Matt and I, uh, you know, confirm a show, book a show, <coughs> excuse me, at a venue, um, geez, sorry guys, one sec little pause there. Uh, you know how, like when you're trying to stifle a cough and it's just, it's, it's built and it's like, it's, it's coming just to get it out. And, and now that I, you know, early on in the podcast days, I'd have to like lean way away from my cough, you know, and be like, Oh, it's just apologize. Cause I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to edit stuff. You know, I didn't even know that my old recorder, I could just hit the play pause button and it would pause it and then go back to what I thought. Like if I hit record, it's going to stop it. And then I'd have to create a new file. Then I'd have to stitch two files together and just hit the pause button, cough, burp, fart, you know, don't normally do those things on this. Oh, I, do I have a funny story about that? I don't want to tell you guys that's gross. 
I did something incredibly embarrassing. Um, I'm going to just write it down here in my notes. And then if I feel like telling you later, I will. Um, it's gross. It's a gross story. How about that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm such a child sometimes. Anyways, um, we are going to be doing these different markets. We want to send a press package to every location that we go to. Okay. So for example, you know, um, I've, I've worked in the standup industry. I've worked in producing and stuff like that as well. I've worked with club owners and seen what seen and, and, and I've seen what, what comics or, you know, promoters will send to the clubs. And the thing is a lot of times, uh, the places will like email you a JPEG and then it's your expectation, you know, then it's their expectation that you would go out and go to a printer and pay to print off these posters and things like that, especially when it's like a door deal or whatever, where the, the, the club owner really doesn't stand to make a whole lot of money. Like it's, um, God, I was talking to my dad about this last night about how just like, I'll, I'll start telling you guys something. And then out of nowhere, I'll get, it'll, it'll remind me to tell something else or whatever, what it is. And I just go off on, on stuff related, but it's just way more than I intended. So I'll look at a list of a few notes and go, ah, oh, this isn't enough. And I'll just rack my brain trying to come up with content. And then as I'm talking stories and things will just sort of progress into another. So, um, this is important because, and I'm kind of giving away a little bit of a secret sauce here, but I'm going to share it with you guys. My onesies. I love you very much. Thank you for listening. Um, in, in like the promotional game, like for example, with, with Jason, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that he does just in general. He's kind of an asshole to me, especially lately, but, um, I've, I have had the benefit of learning things from him, whether it's directly because he taught me or just watching him fail and learning from it. It depends. Um, you know, it's almost like a generational thing where like Jay took a lot of the stuff that worked for yucks and then improved on it. And then I myself have seen a lot of things that Jason has done and I've improved on it in certain, certain facets and stuff. But the, the thing is like a lot of people will say like, Hey, how come absolute comedy doesn't bring in like these huge names from the States? And what you got to think about is, you know, this is just, you know, something you guys may have never thought of is you go, okay, well, those guys, you know, like for example, like let's say Jerry Seinfeld, the guy charges like $180 a ticket and he'll go to a place like in Ottawa, the national arts center where he can sell 1200 tickets. Right. So, so do the math. Uh, let's just, let's just say $200 a ticket and let's say 1200 seats. Siri, what's 1200 times 200. So I didn't say, Hey Siri, what's 1200 times 200. 1,200 times 200 is 240,000. How about that guys? And, and I know that the Seinfeld tickets last time he was in Ottawa was like something like 300 bucks. So yeah, $240,000 you'd get from doing, uh, from doing that. Now, alternatively, you could do what some people expect, which is Jerry Seinfeld coming to absolute comedy. Well, there's only 200 seats there. And, you know, now keep in mind that whole 240,000 isn't going ham. They, they rent, you know, sometimes the, the venue will book the person. Hey, we're just going to, how much for you to come here? And then they sell their own tickets as an attempt to make money. Sometimes, you know, you as the person will just rent the venue and then you get to make all your money. It's, it's all different levels of skin in the game. All right. So look at it. Let's go back to the absolute comedy way. We're not going to go too deep into the, the skin in the game, the comic thing. Let's go with absolute comedy, right? Absolute comedy is very busy all the time already. Okay. They don't, they, they do give away free tickets here and there, but generally speaking, the room is full almost all the time. Um, so you're not struggling 
with like, oh, how do I get more people to come to my club? Right. Guys have come, come and said like, uh, you know, Hey, let's do a door deal, which means they'll get the regular pay for the week, but then they get to make a portion of the door. Well, Jason's not going to just go, sure. Take half of my door. That's where he makes his money, right? He makes food and drinks as well, but you're, why would you sacrifice like on a regular night? You're making all of your door with regular comics and you're full anyways. So why, what benefit would it be to bring in a name and then, you know, have, have them take half the door price. So the only way to make that make sense would be to charge more money at the door, right? Be like, instead of $25 tickets, it's $40 tickets. And then that person can get, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, $15. I, I know it's 15. Sorry. My brain went off into a different thing. $15 ahead. Right. And then they can do that all week. And then, then, yeah, they may make an extra few, you know, maybe, maybe an extra grand or two. Um, but the idea is like, again, you go back to the Seinfeld example, right? One show, 1200 people, $200 is $240,000 one night, one and done back home and Seinfeld like fly in, do a gig and then fly back home. So you make that much money or you can do a club comic, you know, you can do a club and you have to do multiple shows at slightly more money. Cause you're not going to, you're not gonna take your regular clientele and go, by the way, tonight's tickets are $200 each. You know what I mean? Even, even if you're like, okay, it's $200 tickets. Well, it only seats the room only seats 180 people for the show. So why would somebody like Seinfeld want to do seven shows to make the same amount of money he can do in one? That's why theaters and, and big venues, guys like Kevin Hart's doing arenas and stadiums. The whole idea is I want to do one show and make all that money. I don't want to be doing little bits. That's why you don't see huge, 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 huge names in clubs. If you live in a city where they live, New York, Los Angeles, whatever, you'll, you'll see them pop in to work on something and they might do five, 10, maybe 20 minutes. Sometimes they'll do like an hour if and that's a prick move when there's all sorts of guys waiting to go and show somebody pops in and does an hour. And I, I don't want to name names, but there's lots of famous comics who've like ruined every other comedian's night by just going on and fucking around for an hour. Um, but the idea is that, yeah, you might see those guys at a club. You go, well, I've seen this guy at a club. Yeah, but that was a, a pop-in spot. You know, he, sometimes they're not even on the list. They just show, hey, guys, here's a surprise. I mean, Norm MacDonald did a spot at a Yuck Yucks on a Wednesday in Ottawa. You know, no one knew he was going to be there. They didn't charge more for the ticket. He didn't make anything for the spot. You know what I mean? It's just, hey, I got to work on something. Can I get some stage time? That shit, that stuff happens. But the point of this is you would go, okay, well, why not have this bigger name, make some extra money at the door or whatever. You got to look at it from again, Jason's standpoint as the businessman. All right. It's $40 tickets to compensate this guy for doing it. But now my regular customers who are used to $25 on a Saturday, who would have been, you know, who would have come anyways. Now it's $40. So it's actually could work in the opposite for the club owner, where now that his ticket prices are more expensive to compensate this, this name, People actually don't want to come because it's more money. Maybe some of them want $50 or whatever. And you're just like, you know, it's hard to do. Like I remember seeing Russell Peters in Ottawa at Yuck Yucks. And then when he broke big, it was like, pfft, now he's doing the, this, the, whatever the fuck it's called now, the Canadian tire center, I think is what it's called, uh, where the Ottawa senators play like the NHL team. And he it did that, that arena. You know what I mean? Like it, it changes. Of course, he's not back at Yuck Yucks doing door deals. He's fucking way too big for that now. So it was just. The idea is that like, you think as a consumer, you're like, I want to see this guy. Why can't I see this guy at my local club? And I'm just saying, it doesn't make sense to, um, to, to potentially hurt your own revenue stream. You know, you can't, you can do a door deal, but all you're going to do is scare away your regular customers. If you, you know, if you're already busy, you know what I mean? It would be like the Toronto Maple Leafs that are sold out all the time. And then they're just like, Hey, 
you know, let's spend some more money on stuff. It's like, why we're already sold out all the time. You know what I mean? Like, why would we fork out more money when we're sold out all the time? You know, so for, for a club like absolute, like they're already sold out all the time. So there's no point in investing more money and more names. Like what are you gonna do? Drum up more business? You know what I mean? So they do do door deals and things like that. The, the point going back to myself and, and Matt is that we're going to be, uh, the reason <laughs> the thing is with any kind of work and any kind of promotion and promoting stuff is that, you know, you got to advertise it. So we don't want to be like, Hey, you know, uh, we're doing the show Again, like at absolute, when they send them posters, I think that's where I got in the absolute things. When they send them posters going, Hey, we're going to be like here on this thing. Can you go? And it's like, why would you spend more of your own? First off the time it's going to take you to go to a printer, right? Drop the stuff off, then come back and pick it up, pay for it. Right. And then put it all up around the club, like whatever, like they're like, I don't care. Like, you know, we're, we're going to be busy anyways. We're not going to go out of our way to promote your stuff. Whereas Matthew and I are going to be doing, uh, like little bars and, and, you know, little areas that we can find maybe legions, whatever it is in the small towns that we're going to be visiting. So for us, I want to make it idiot proof easy. All right. We want these, these bars and, and clubs, uh, sorry, bars and wherever we are to be successful. Um, we're going to be selling them the show. We're not going to do door deals or anything like that. We're going to sell them a show and we're going to send them a press kit as well. So I'll be, you know, FedExing them, um, pre-made posters, pre-made table toppers so they can put it on the tables. They can put them up in the bathrooms, whatever people will know that we're coming. Um, we're doing a generic poster where, where Matt and I can write in the, the details once the, the thing is booked, but then we'll send them the press kit with the posters and table toppers and everything like that. And then, uh, yeah, show up, you know, day or night of and do our show. We're, we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have all the gear and whatever, but that poster still needs to exist and we need to have it with us. So as much as we can be booking these, these shows and everything like that on the road, um, we need to have the table toppers and the posters with us so that we can create the press kit. Once it's booked, we can put it in a FedEx envelope or UPS or Canada post or whatever it is and send it to the venue and they have what they need to be successful night of, um, and to advertise it for their selling the show. Like that's the thing too, right? When you buy a show, I was talking about how like you can just buy the comedian instead of them doing a door deal or them renting it, right? Something like the national arts center. Uh, a big venue. I mean, I could go and buy the room for a night. It's going to be expensive, but I'm taking the chance that, you know, I'll be able to make my money back in ticket sales. I charge whatever I want for tickets, whatever I bought the room, you know, it's, it's like that basically same thing with big arenas, whatever it's basically who's, who's buying it. The arena themselves might be like, you know what? We can buy this guy for this much. And we think we can sell the tickets. Let's do it. Make a profit. Or the person just says, Hey, how much to rent your venue? And we'll sell our own tickets. We'll do our own promotion and, uh, and we'll keep you know, the lion's share of the profits it really kind of comes down to that. So lots of different ways of doing it. And Matt and I will be, will be selling ourselves to the venue and then it'll be on them to sell their own tickets and sell their food and drinks and to keep all that stuff a little bit easier too, considering we're not in town to do our own promotion. So it's hard to say, Hey, let's do a door deal and then find a way to do publicity and stuff like that. It's easier for the, the venue to be promoting it themselves. We send them the posters, the table toppers, you know, to make people aware. That's just uh, one of the things we're working on. So we got that all that poster mats put together, all of the credits, all of the, uh, accolades, the logos for the, the different stuff that we've done. Um, all the details of what we're looking for in terms of stuff like that. And he sent it off the poster guys. So another thing that's on the list to get done, get in, get it printed, pick it up and take it with us before we leave. Like it's just, there couldn't be more things that are waiting on other people and then turnaround time. So medical cell phone <laughs> printing, 
Um, and, and big thank you to Crystal who, who again, guys, it's not my business to tell you her life. She is, she is the linchpin holding like an entire foundation together right now. I can't even begin to tell you. And I won't, it's none of my business. I'm just saying like, I, I'm stressed out with all the things that I have to do. And on a daily basis, this, this woman takes care of so many people like unbelievable. She's my hero. She's my absolute hero. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So, so she actually took the time to, you know, do, do the, the converting and everything like that and getting us and picking like the best ones ever. She's amazing. 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 Um, thank you, honey. If you're listening, um, the, <laughs> so that's a thing. Um, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, I got to do Friday night with her. We were kind of concerned that it might be our, like our last weekend together, just based on how like the vibe was coming from up top. And so Friday night, we had a single, single gummy. I'll leave it at that. If you want to know what that means, single gummy. We watched, um, she was, she was a little behind. She was watching love on the spectrum True. I won't go off on that. It's just a great show. You got to watch it. Love on the spectrum, Netflix, do it. Um, and then, uh, and then she, like, I, I basically watched the rest of that with her. And then she watched the rest of squid game with me where I was now squid game. I don't, I think the last, um, episode I was telling you how I, I wanted to see it. I burned through the entire thing, uh, this week. My mother has watched it. We didn't even talk about it, but she was like, oh, I'm watching this thing on Netflix, Squid Game. I think everyone's watching it. A lot of my friends, even when I mentioned I watched it, like, what the fuck? Everyone's talking about You got to watch it. Um, it's not the best thing ever. It's fucking Hunger Games meets, jeez, uh, what's another exact? It's, it's very much like the Hunger Games. Um, it's interesting. It is, uh, there's like six games in this thing, it's a bunch of people that get, you know, eliminated. Like you, you lose these games, you, you're dead. You fucking dead, bud. <coughs> but it's a nice, uh, nice game. Nice show. Um, it can be a little dark, uh, very violent at times, but it's interesting to watch. Um, the games are interesting and fun. Uh, the characters, there's a lot of like, what's this guy's game? What's the, what's the angle this guy's playing? What's the angle that guy's playing? Sometimes you'll lose people that you thought were going to, you know, I mean, I guess when it's one of those things where, you know, it's going to be like one person standing at the end, I guess you kind of got to know that you can't be in love with everybody. Some people's story would develop, develop, and then they were just gone. And it wasn't very strange. You know what I mean? Like you'd learn a lot about them. And then it was like, and it really, they made it seem like this person's going to last because their story is so important. Uh, yeah, it just, it was rough. Sometimes you lose, you lose a good person. There's some good people, um, worth a watch guys. Really? It is. There's only nine episodes. It's called squid game. Um, worth a watch for sure. There, there was one or two times in the show where a character was so obnoxious. I'm just like, I could see this being the moment that someone checks out there. Like I was in it, but I just, I can't listen anymore. The squawking from this person. I just got to say, tough it out. Like there, there was a scene like in episode two or three where a woman's in a bathroom and it's so fucking obnoxious that I just like, even myself, I'm like, oh, okay, shut Can someone just shoot her in the head right fucking now? I hate her so much. And she is obnoxious throughout the whole thing. But this was a long, long scene of obnoxious. So I'm just telling you, it, it, you, you might go like, I can't handle this. I can't, the show is not all like it. It's like that one scene, you know, she never is particularly dominant in a scene or, or anything since that point, the moments are two, two, three minutes, 
but you don't have to endure. That was tough for me. I was like, I, 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 I want her dead right now. You know, there's other times in movies where you hate a character, like, oh, I can't wait for them to die, but you're not like suffering through the scene. You know what I mean? You're like, oh my God, shut your mouth. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just telling you there was like one part that was like particularly bad compared to other ones. I think there's a line limiter on this. I laugh real loud and I hear like a muffling in my ears. Um, so yeah, squid game. Um, I talked about taking the pictures with Matt. We did the Friday night. We just, yeah, we watched, we watched the show. We went to bed on a, on a nice mellow numb kind of uh, note here. Um, let's see here. I'll give you guys some details about the trip. Uh, I talked about that. I got doctor visits. I'm going to have to do. We took pictures with me and Matt on the tour. Um, we took actually some funny pictures. The whole idea was we wanted to get like an outdoor shot next to, to, to basically have the, the poster, let you know that we're doing a tour. So, uh, Matt is a van lifer. As I mentioned, you can check out his YouTube videos They're they're great. I watch them every week when they come out, they're like four or five minutes long. Um, the, the poster is basically going to be like Matt and I standing outside of his van, even though we're traveling with, with the other group and everything like that, we're going to be in a, this van's not even going to be with us. Um, we're standing outside the van. He is, uh, he's like in his shorts and he's got his hair, all that. Like, so basically we have this like portable shower bag that you just put on top of the van. So in the poster, I'm holding a map looking at the map, trying to coordinate the course, Matt standing next to me with, with soap in his hair and scrubbing with a shower in his underpants next to the van. So the, the idea is it's just a cute little, Hey, we're on the road traveling around. We're going to come to your town and do stand up. Um, so we're gonna have the poster done. It was, it was just a fun little, little thing. Um, on, uh, on Saturday morning is when we did that. So Crystal and I spent the night together and we had planned to go to Montreal that day. We were going to go get up, go to Montreal and spend the day together, kind of just wing it and do whatever it is we're going to do. Um, unfortunately, the only time that the two of us had together and whatnot, uh, to do these pictures was Saturday morning. Uh, so on our way to Montreal, we went, we detoured to go see Matt and take pictures and things like that. So as much as off the top of the show, it was like, oh, you know, she made it work in her schedule. She did make it work in her schedule. Unfortunately, um, I had to ask her to do work stuff on a morning that was supposed to be just the day, the two of us, a nice relaxing day. Um, I know a lot of people, if not everyone can kind of relate to the fact that there's a different feeling to a day where you don't have to do any work to a day where you wake up and you have like an appointment or a, a gig or something. It's just a different mindset. It's a different stress level. You know, instead of waking up a day and go, Oh, I don't have to do anything today. It's going to be easy to, Oh fuck. I got to do some work and whatever to detour. Um, her and I are really looking forward to the day together. And as much as, as much as, uh, as it sucked to have to do, like, I, I just, I, I'm really grateful for her to do that. It wasn't, it wasn't a fight. It wasn't an argument. She was willing to do it, but she just expressed like, I, I, it would have been nice to just kind of get up a, it took like an hour or something detour out of our day. Um, and so we didn't make it to Montreal until I think like noon, uh, maybe a little later. And, uh, and then we had to come home in the evening to, to, to pick up the kiddos. So we didn't get, uh, the full day that we would have liked in Montreal. We're kind of hoping to be there, you know, maybe get up and be there for like nine and have the whole day and walk around. Um, so I'm, I, you know, uh, I just, I'm, I'm, 
I think both of us over the course of the day were just a little disappointed that it wasn't like the walking around the pier and the old Montreal and stuff that we had planned. We got to Montreal and we were going to kind of just wing it. And on our way in, we saw an outlet mall and we ended up actually going to the outlet mall and we were there for, for a reasonable amount of time, a couple hours. Um, we'll say, and it was nice. We had a good time. Um, on our way, leaving the outlet mall, there was this little like standalone building shack thing. It wasn't like a, a food truck. It wasn't the, the actual building, but it was a place called Mr. Puffs was the name of it. And uh, it was like, it's like a donut ice cream spot. And they had the best, I guess in the States, they call them donut holes here. We kind of call them Timbits. It's like a brand thing, like saying Kleenex, but just little donut balls. And they were the best I've ever had in the world. Crystal agreed. They were so light and saw the crispy on the outside and like nothing on the inside. I think some places like some places call them hush puppies. Like you can get them on a menu and it's like donut balls, deep fried cinnamon sugar on the outside. And they're still like, they're a lot lighter cause they're crispy, but they're still like dense bready on the inside. These things were like almost like there was nothing on the inside. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you, you bite into them and they just like implode on themselves. They're just nice, crispy, delicious. Found out there's one in Gatineau. Can't fucking wait. In fact, I might surprise the ladies. I don't follow enough time. I don't have enough time. I might, I might try to go on over to there for dinner tonight. So I got to pick up some meat and I might try to, to get some Mr. Puffs be a fucking hero. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'll take them sometime this weekend. We'll just, we'll steal away and get them. Um, yeah. So we went, uh, we went there with we Schwartz's, got some smoked meat, um, a little rough because there's so many people. We didn't have anywhere to sit down. So Crystal and I ended up sitting like on the curb at a gas station down the road. We had to get gas to, and everything like that. We sat, we had so much. It was just, the day was nice, but it wasn't exactly what we were looking for. So there was that kind of like, we were both a little disappointed, especially we had this looming thing that was like, this might be our last day together. Right. So you have the added pressure of like, it better be good. It better be great. And of course, whenever it's not exactly what you wanted it to be or whatever, it, it's, uh, it's a little down or whatever, but I mean, I was, I was thrilled. I just wanted to be with her that day. I definitely got that. It was nice. We came home, picked up the kiddos, had a kind of a, a you know, an easy night. Um, but I loved, I loved it. I really did like it guys. Um, and I'm glad we got to do it. And I appreciate the fact that we spent the morning doing the pictures for the, the thing. Cause we wouldn't have had another opportunity to do it. You know what I mean? With the deadline, we already had a, we already had a foot on our neck. You know what I mean? With the whole, like, Hey, in two weeks, we're going to be gone. So we got to get this poster done. We got to get it printed. Now it's like, Oh, we got like three days. So it's, uh, it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And, uh, really, yeah, the pressure that this and that is, is brutal. And then, but here's the thing. Sunday morning, we got up, we went to breakfast with the kiddos. It was fun. It was my first time seeing that they're now asking for like vaccine proof and stuff. You got to show your, your two doses verification and you need to, um, uh, you need to show them your ID. So I was like, that was the first time I was like, okay, all right, well, here we go. We, we had a great breakfast together. We were making, it was cracking all sorts of different jokes. I don't know how appropriate they are here. Um, I just kept joking about like, oh, I should kill myself. Like I was jo like joking. I have no horrible feelings or anything like that, but I was just making these jokes about, you know, oh, my life, blah, blah, blah. I should, I should, I should hang myself in the closet. I go, but they don't make dowels strong enough to, to hold me up. So you know, they just keep breaking. Every time I try to hang myself, it just breaks and I end up, ugh. um, yeah, it was just a joke. And she, Crystal doesn't like when I make jokes like that. So she's just like, don't, don't do that. I'm like, she's, and I started teasing her. And I was like, she's like, honey, stop joking about it. 
I want you to take it seriously. <laughs> I just forgot putting words to her. That's whatever. I don't know. We had a good morning, all of us together. We were joking around and have a good time. It was nice to, I don't remember the last time all four of us went out to eat together. So it was just, it was nice guys. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I'm just crazy friggin' stressed right now because of all the stuff that we have. Um, and then afterwards we went to go, uh, to go visit my mom and dad and the dogs and everything like that with the kiddos. So it's just nice to get everyone together for a little bit backyard, have a tea, coffee, whatever. Um, it was a good time. And then, uh, last night, um, uh, you know, cause yesterday I found out all this stuff, how quickly it's coming to an end. Um, I do an end to my time here is I, I went to go have dinner with my mom and dad there and we, we, you know, played some, some games and things like that. Um, so just a nice little visit with them. My mom got a nice big Chinese dinner for, uh, for some eats there. So we had a, we had a nice dinner together and just, you know, shoot the shit. It was just like, it was like, kind of like my, Hey, this might be my last like visit before I leave. So it was nice to, to visit, you know, my folks. It was, it's nice to spend time with the lady and the kiddos out. I'm kind of bummed that, that I'm going guys, you know, I don't really, I still don't know exactly what to expect from this tour. I'm going to be glad to have my friend Matt there. It's like a little taste of home. Someone I trust, you know, um, just a lot. There's just a lot. And I'm, um, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. So, um, I, I have, yeah, I mean, I've said it already and I'm the kind of person who repeats myself because that's like the, the anxiousness in my head, but I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know how I really don't know exactly when I have to leave. That sucks. Once I'm gone to Toronto, I need to come home, but I don't know when the training is going to be. And I know I have to be gone. Basically we have to be like, we're doing a dry run this coming Monday and the following Monday we're on, we're, we're off. We've launched. So sometime in the next week, um, I'm going to need to get trained. So between, between the two Mondays, I need a day in Toronto training on the truck. I don't know when that is. So it makes it very difficult to go home, uh, you know, to, to book when I'm going to be home doing my things, uh, very difficult, very scary. Um, it's, it's just a lot. It's just a lot guys. And I don't, I don't deal well with, with, I don't say I don't deal well. I get shit done and I'm anxious, 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 but my brain is crazy. I'm not, I'm not calm and serene when I've got a million things that I have to do in a very limited time with no understanding of how things are going to unfold. That's the trickiest part is that I have to do a million things by when I don't really know because any day now the hammer's going to, the, you know, the, the, the hammer's going to drop and it's going to be like, okay, this day, tomorrow you're in Toronto. So I got to like, <clears throat> I got to drive to Toronto with all of our gear, load it into the RV, drive home with my car, store it. I also called like my insurance company to find out like long-term how, how's this for a story? This is actually something again, didn't write it down. I called my insurance company to ask them if, um, if I'm parking my vehicle for a long period of time, like if I can get a reduction on my insurance and the, 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 the wonderful woman there, whose unfortunately name I forgot, but luckily I don't think she listens to the podcast, so she won't be hurt by it. She was very, very helpful to me. And then we started chatting and she's like, yeah, I want to ask you a question. Like all my friends lately have been telling me to start stand up comedy. Josh, and I know that you do, you do stand up and everything like that. Do you mind? I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And we were asking the question, like we were, we were talking for like 25 minutes about stand up comedy. And she was like, she was amazing. They're always amazingly helpful to me. But the idea that it was just like, you know, that she's like asking me for advice and how do we get started? All these different things. It was just a great, it was a nice compliment to me. It was a great conversation that we had overall. Um, it was really cool that they like view me that way. It never hurts to have people at your insurance company like you and want to be on your side. So they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll take, you know, we'll take care of you with the car stuff and absolutely you can park it and let me know whenever you're ready to do that and yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, great. 
save money where I can. It's going to be great. Um, I'm, I'm just jazzed. I'm just jazzed. So that was a nice little compliment. Uh, the other night, it's just, it, it's a, it's a ton of phone calls. It's a ton of planning. It's a ton of like, and it, it the, the worst part is guys that I have so many wonderful onesies, friends, family members, whatever. Everyone's reaching out, asking me questions about this thing. And I don't, I'm telling you what I know. I, I, it's, it's literally all day going. I don't know. I don't know. I, I had five, uh, different people from marketing companies. I had, I had actually four days of gigs booked from the 4th to the 7th of October that I won't be able to do. Uh, so I had to call a bunch of like, I had a bunch of marketing people like, like, Hey, let us know when you're, when you're training a set. So we know if we can book you on this gig or not before, like it's been crazy, crazy. So yeah, thanks for listening to me. Kind of just get all that shit off my chest. I just want you guys to know that like. I'll have some good news for you. We're going to have some really interesting stories. I'm going to have lots of fun stuff. I'm going to have guests. I'm going to have all sorts of cool stuff for you to look forward to for the time being. I am just so stressed and, and trying to make every minute count with, with, you know, my, my, my family and my loved ones while I'm still here, uh, before I'm gone for probably one of the longer, long guest periods I've been gone for without seeing them. So it's crazy. It's crazy. Looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm nervous, uh, and I've got a million things to do before I go. So, Hey, um, question for you guys. Normally I got a bunch of shows and movies and things like that. Oh, I also, by the way, just while I'm thinking of it, uh, haven't recorded the review video. I've recorded all the B roll. I've started scripting stuff, but again, just a million things. Um, so yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll have, I'll let you guys know when that thing's done. I'm looking forward to doing it. Um, if I can just get it recorded, I'm overthinking it. I'll tell you, that's why it's taking the longest right now. I'm overthinking it. Like I'm looking at it like it's a one shot. You know, like I'm going to hit record on the thing and I got to get all my lines and everything done in one shot, but it's YouTube. There's like a million cuts on YouTube videos. So I can just keep talking to the camera until I get every line out the way I want it and then just find them and, and go from there. Um, so I'm overthinking it, but again, it still just takes time to sit down and script it, but time, 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 the one currency I don't have right now. So, um, I'll get back to that. So I wanted to ask you guys, um, I mention a lot of things. I do the shittiest movie as a thing. I do my top fives. I mention shows that I've watched and stuff like that. I have the ability to put these, these links directly. Like I tell you guys, Hey, this show is on Netflix. Hey, this thing is on Tubi. Hey, Tubi is a free app that you can use pretty much anywhere to watch free movies and stuff like that. Like I tell you guys about things like that. I tell you about products that I've, I've bought and stuff like that. <clears throat> there is value to, excuse me, by the way, there is value to, um, like plugging things and stuff like that on the podcast. So I, a part of me is like, I don't want to, I don't try, I try not to name everything unless somebody goes above and beyond for me. Um, just because, you know, Hey, there's, there's value to that, to advertising or whatever. So it, you know, if you want me to promote your product, send me a little something, you know? Um, but there, I just was wondering from you guys point is that in the episode notes, you know, uh, for example, I ask you guys, uh, probably three times an episode to send me an email at contact the one man podcast. I don't know if you've noticed this, whatever platform you're you know, listening on, you can actually click on the episode and look at the description in the description. There's a link to click on to, to just send an email. So you don't have to open up your email thing and type up the address. You literally click on that and whatever your email platform is on your phone or on your computer should open up automatically. And just, you can just fire off an email. I try to make it easy for you guys. The links to the socials. If there's an, an episode with a guest, I put all the different main things that they're talking about, things that they're affiliated in there with links. So you just click on them. You don't have to go looking for it. You don't have to remember the name. You don't have to type anything out. You just click on it. So part of me uh, is wondering when I talk about something like Squid Game on Netflix, would you guys like me to put the links in the description? I know that YouTube guys are like, oh, links in the description for this, links in the description for that. I, I get it. 
Um, I just try not to bog down the, you know, like click on this, the, the description and there's like a, just a paragraph after paragraph of, of stuff going on. I try to make it easy so that the stuff that you really want is there, but just out of curiosity, would you guys like links to these shows? You know, you want me to link something on Tubi? You want me to link something on Netflix? If I'm talking about a product, would you like a link to it in the thing? I, I'd like to know what works for you guys, what you would like. Um, I, I do my best to facilitate whatever it is that you, that you want. So just again, that, that little bit of communication to let me know, would you, would you like, you know, if, if I'm talking about something you want it linked in there, make it easy. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of you are saying like, why not just do it? It's like, sure. But I I'd like to hear from you guys. I want to know what you like just a little bit, you know, tell me what works for you. You know what I mean? What would make your life easier and what would be, you know, something that you would want. I don't want to just and it all takes time too, right? So when I'm doing stuff, like I'm not going to give myself more homework if nobody cares. Um, so just, I, again, a little bit of feedback goes a long way. Um, the Amazon, uh, giveaway, the $50 Amazon card. We are now two weeks in. I have received one email from my buddy, Chris talk. Again, I've mentioned I need five emails to get this thing, uh, launched, uh, looking for, you know, a top five list from you guys, either a suggestion or a, um, what is it? Suggestion or, oh, come on brain, uh, a list of your own, give me your top five on something, uh, looking for a shittiest movie, uh, suggestion and, uh, like just a little, little paragraph of anything. Tell me anything. Just write something up for me. Um, Chris has sent in a thing, but I need five of them active to do it. I will be announcing the winner on next week's episode. So you have one last chance to, to get your submissions in five submissions total will, um, will activate this coupon, uh, coupon, uh, gift card. Cool. So, um, my friend Chris has sent one in and, uh, I would like to read Chris's email just to write a, write a meow if I may. And the one thing too is keeping them in my box like all week and trying to keep them new so I can find them. So Chris, what is this ready production? Come on, come on. Where is, why would it literally delete? What the hell's going on? Okay. I updated my iPhone yesterday and Chris's email was right there and I don't, what the fuck is going on? No mail in my inbox. Wow. Okay. Uh, guys, I have a new problem, uh, happening at, at this moment. Exactly. Um, looks like I have to call GoDaddy because all my emails are removing themselves, uh, from my phone, which is a huge problem in my life right now. So I'm going to hope that when I go to my computer, it hasn't uh, removed itself uh, give me one second. I will be right back. This is a nightmare happening live on the podcast. All right. Thank God. So basically just ripped everything out of my email. It was, it was migrating all of my accounts to a different platform. So I was like, do I have to fucking, and I was saying like Microsoft, I'm an Apple user. So it's like, everything's moving from Microsoft three, six, five, where I was like, I was like, uh, I was going to lose my shit. I kind of did a little bit even on the air. So emails back. Hey, hey, everything is okay. So from Chris, I got top five and other shit is the title. Chris says, Hey Josh, long time, no email. How's life done? Anything exciting? Awesome. Now that the pleasantries are out of the way, I've been trying to think of a top five for you, but of course I don't want it to be too easy. I was first thinking top five 90s Saturday morning cartoons, but I was having a hard time coming up with any myself. I remember the Flintstones kids, which I don't, uh, with with Captain Caveman, I think I recognize that character. The Where's Waldo cartoon, also didn't watch that. Or the Back to the Future cartoon, I did watch that. 
Um, but just because I remember them doesn't mean they belong in a top five X-Men, I guess he says. So then I thought about how, sorry, then I thought, how about top five North American comedy clubs to visit that you've performed at, but have you performed at five? He asks, fuck you, Chris. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, see there's that limiter again. I gotta, I gotta look into that. Not very techie guys. I need, I need plug and play. I'm gonna turn it on, hit record easy. Okay. In the end, I settled on what is your top five new era DCU movies and why do they deserve their respective spots and try not to use the word garbage because Chris likes to argue with me. So you want me to do the top five that should I just pull them out of my head right now? Um, he, okay. I'm just going to write that down. Chris wants me to do top five, top five new era DCU movies. Now, DCU, right? Because of course Marvel did something, so they had to do their own, which is, I think the DC universe, the MCU, which you might hear is the Marvel cinematic universe. And then DC, I don't know if that sense for DC cinematic universe or DC universe. Uh, anyways, so I'll do that in a moment, Chris. Um, in the end I settled, uh, sorry, no, uh, sorry. Since we're on the subject of bad movies, I have a gem for you. If it's still available, try seeking out Zombievers. Oh, huh, how about that? I believe episode 226 with Michaela, we covered that one. Uh, there are B movies that honestly tried their best and failed to be movie status. And then there's Zombievers, which tried too hard to fit the B movie genre. I watched it on Netflix several years ago. Don't know if it's still there. Good luck, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Um, yes, we did. We, we did watch Zombievers and it was very, I thought it was funny and it kind of broke certain rules. Um, we, we reviewed it already. I appreciate the suggestion. So, you know, not your fault that, uh, you know, clearly haven't been listening to the podcast lately, um, which is fine. I know that Chris is busy doing a bunch of stuff, uh, but I appreciate the email. The only email for the Amazon competition so far. Thank you, my friend, for sending in the email. Um, top five DCU new era movies. All right. Um, number one, fuck, I haven't seen them all. So I'm trying to think of some of the ones that I really enjoyed. Um, I, I don't know if man of steel counts. I, I believe it does. Um, in number one, what's like the one that I hated the least. Um, I gotta say wonder woman. Let's do Wonder Woman in uh, number one. I don't know why I started from, from number one, but let's, I dislike them. They are garbage, Chris. Sorry, buddy. Um, Wonder Woman was actually half decent. Uh, that's the original Wonder Woman. I've heard that the 84 is like fucking shit or whatever. Wow. I'm very, uh, very crass. I apologize. Number two, um, just cause it was like more fun and they're all stupid. I'm going to say the suicide squad. Uh, R rating. It was like Deadpool, uh, from, from what's his face? Uh, James Gunn. So suicide squad, the suicide squad in number two. Um, let's see here. Uh, I honestly think that the just, the justice league is, is bad. Um, Harley Quinn and the birds of prey found it visual kind of fun uh or what was it called birds of prey the something something emancipation of harley quinn that's my number three so birds of prey um not has nothing to do with margot robbie just because it was just there was just a lot going on i guess it's because the care i don't know the characters as well so it's a lot easier to just kind of enjoy the nonsense that's going on um god this is a hard one they're all so bad i didn't see aquaman justice let's 
Yeah, let's just go. Um, let's go Man of Steel and number four because it was all right. Man of Steel number four, and then let's go Batman versus Superman number five. There you go, Chris. There is your your top five. So coming in number five, Batman versus Superman number four, Man of Steel number three, Birds of Prey, The Glorious Emancipation of Harley Quinn uh, number two, The Suicide Squad number one, Wonder Woman. Fuck, what a shitty list. Garbage. Uh, thanks for the suggestion, buddy. I do appreciate it. Um, and that's what we, that's what we got for Chris's email. Thank you, Chris. You've got a ballot entered in four more. If I can get, if I can get one email in two weeks, I should have no problem getting four in one week, um, to activate that. But I will say this, Chris, um, regardless of whether the contest gets activated because you did the first one, I do have something. I do have a prize I will send you. Um, so yeah, uh, shittiest movie this week, guys, is from my buddy, Sean out in BC. Sean, thank you for listening. Sean, thank you for the suggestion. Uh, he did send it over Instagram. So I do encourage you guys to please send it to me, uh, via email. It took me, I was looking for it and I was like, I was looking on Facebook and I was looking at my text messages. I'm like, where the hell is Sean? And then it turned out, I was like, oh, and I looked on Instagram. It's really hard guys. If you message me on certain platforms, not that I won't read it. It's just when the podcast comes like, again, with Chris's email, I had to like flag it and continuously mark it as unread so that I would always have that little one next to the box to look at it and get it. Like it's with everything going on, it's really hard for me to, to keep stuff memorized. Um, will I tell you the story? I'm going to, I'm going to tell you heat. I, <laughs> Sean sent me the suggestion on Instagram for the movie heat starring Burt Reynolds on Tubi. Okay. And <laughs> I was in bed. This was, this was like, <laughs> It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but I think it's funny. No, I can't tell you guys. I can't tell you what, you know what? If it's, it's a really embarrassing story, uh, with sound effects, sound effects that I recorded and sent to what I thought was my PlayStation group. It turned out it was Sean's girlfriend, uh, who had just messaged to say, Hey, how are things going? How's everything going? So I did a completely, uh, immature childish boy thing to her, whom I thought it was a different group. Uh, and then was so embarrassed. Uh, I didn't, I didn't realize I could just unsend the message. Um, but luckily she thought it was funny. Thank God. And, and laughed, you know, laughed her ass off. I was dying. I was dying laughing. I was so embarrassed, but it was fun. Like wheezing, wheezing, couldn't catch my breath, dying, laughing, you know? And then I ended up sending what, you know, what I was trying to send to my Facebook group, you know, a few minutes later, but I had to take a screenshot of my, my back and forth with Sean's girlfriend, uh, the lovely Megan, uh, to, uh, just, I took a screenshot of her back and forth and sent it to the PlayStation group after I sent them one. And I was just like, this was my original attempt. That's the thing. Like whenever you're in a hurry, I was like, Oh, I got to record something real quick, you know? And I grabbed my thing. I opened messenger and I thought they were the last ones I had spoke to. So I just clicked the top one, hit the record button. Guys, I sent a fart, to, <laughs> sent a fart to my friend's girlfriend, uh, and was like beat red. I even said like I OMG and then the wide eyed emoji face like, oh my God, I didn't mean to. And, and I got three different ha 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 like responses to it. Anyways, uh, thank God it was Megan and not someone like uptight and whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah. I blasted one at her horrible. I, I have half a mind to actually play for you guys, which to all my regular people who are going to find this ridiculous, I, I do apologize. I'm five years old in the head and I'm very, very sorry. Yeah. Like I will, I will send you, I was watching squid game too. So some of you might even recognize the squid game music in the background, but 
and I've, I've tried to play this a few times and sometimes it'll stop halfway through, but yeah, here's what you get for the one man podcast. And I'm sorry. I am sorry. I legitimately didn't want to do this, but I'm, I'm in for a penny in for a pound. This is what I sent poor Megan. Oh, there we go. How about that? We can't even it's so quiet. My volume's all the way down. must've been watching porn. This is what I sent Megan. Yep. There you go. How about that? Huh? One man podcast. Really hope no one of class is listening to this. So that's what Megan got. And then of course the internet family got one not long afterwards because you know, I don't know what I ate. Didn't know what I ate. You guys want to hear the one that they got? <laughs> Do you? Do you? Is that not disgusting? Josh, are you playing fart sound effects? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I wish you could see my face right now. I'm, I'm thoroughly, I'm already ashamed that I've played these for you guys. Um, already ashamed, but I don't want any of you to feel left out. That's the thing. I don't want to, why doesn't Josh send me, you know, uh, <laughs> tepid, airy bowel movements. What a horrible fucking thing. I'm sorry guys, but that happened. I was embarrassed. I'm an animal at times. I can be an animal. You know what? <laughs> the entire stressful week. That was the hardest I've laughed all week. There you go. All right. I'm a stressed out little boy in a fat man's body. All right. And I, and I, I'd like to apologize for that, but, uh, it is what it is. And I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed that story more than any of the DC era movies. They will <laughs> top five for me this week, guys. Yeah. I keep, every time I, I hit hard the, on the thing, this thing, uh, likes to jump on me. Let's turn me down a little bit so that I'm not blowing the fucking speakers. Sorry guys. All right. My top five this week, uh, is the top five boxed breakfast cereals. Huh? That's what I wanted to talk about. I was, uh, I was looking at different things. I had a, I had a bowl of, you know, something, right? I'm not going to, you know, keep it a secret close to the chest. I had a bowl of something. This week. I was like, man, breakfast cereals. I don't know what it is. It's like a stoner's choice. Maybe it's because I've been doing edibles lately. I'm excited for cereal, right? You get high and then you just, you know, eat cereal. So I was like, I was having a bowl of something and I was like, man, cereals are bomb ass, but my tastes are changing as I get older. You know what I mean? Like, and don't get me wrong. I, I had like probably 15 different named cereals on there and I'm looking at it going, you know what? There's gotta be, there's gotta be more than that. But I'm going to tell you this, if they didn't come to mind in the first 15, then they're not top five. Kind of what Chris alluded to with the whole, you know, when you're thinking of nineties cartoons, just because you can name some doesn't mean that they belong in your top five. And I, and I tend to agree. So, um, I, I think I cheated a little bit on this list in the sense that I went, I went, um, not brand like Kellogg's or post or general mills, but I, I picked instead of picking a type, cause I could have just made all five of them one type of cereal. And that would have been it just different flavors of it. So I'm, I'm combining all flavors of a type of cereal, which of course does give it a stronger chance, but fuck it. Like, are you going to com compete one kind of Oreo or one kind of cookie with like Oreo as a brand? Hey man you know, diversify your portfolio, right? That's a, that's a strong key to success. So yeah, for the cereals that have diversified their portfolios, yeah, you, you come in stronger and hotter. All right. There's other ones that have diversified portfolios, didn't make the list. So if you come at me and be like, how can you put seven things up against one? Well, you know, that's what, that's what some of these brands did. So that may have even given you a clue as to my number one. Um, cause my number one is the most diversified portfolio in breakfast. I would, I would argue unless someone can name a better one. Um, if you can name a better cereal, sorry, a more diversified portfolio brand cereal, I'll give you an entry. How about that? You don't have to write a story, a top 10, give a shitty movie. You just have to tell me a more diversified portfolio, single name cereal 
than the one I listed as number one. How about that, fuckers? Uh, <laughs> so in number five, I've got cornflakes slash frosted flakes. Because when I was a kid, cornflakes were boring, but now there's a nice crunch. I'm not even, t- I'm not talking food value. This is top five. Just enjoy them when you eat them. Uh, regular cornflakes. I dig, man. There's a nice crunch to them. Um, I, I just dig it. There's like, there's a clean feeling. There were some other corn cereals I want to put in. Guys, this was hard. This was hard for me, but cornflakes slash frosted flakes in number five, the frost, it's like the mini wheat action going on. You got the, you can either go sweet or you can go plain frost, uh, fl- you know, flakes, cornflakes, frosted flakes, be a happy guy. They're great. Um, coming in at number four, oatmeal crisp. And you know, that one I like. You know, came out a long time ago. They had the commercials there. It's a bonnie cereal, but it's not oatmeal. Um, I like oatmeal crisp because it's got the nuts. It's got the kind of cornflake action going on. There's like a little bit of a, you know, harvest crunch with the little bits of granola and stuff in it. You know, it's not oatmeal, but there's like a lot of different stuff. It's oatmeal crisp. Um, I, I dig it. I dig the oatmeal crisp. It's sweet. It's kind of got the flaky action going on there. There you go. Number three, number three, corn pops. Bottom. Do you guys remember that fucking, uh, action that they used to have in, uh, in the eight, like was it the, the, it had to be late eighties, early nineties where they had those commercials where, you know, something would be going on, you know, you know, I actually, when I was looking for this commercial, um, I actually found, um, I, I actually found a commercial. I'm staring at it right now. If you, if you YouTube 1999 corn pops commercial with Aaron Paul. So Jesse Pinkman, uh, and they, and they did the, da-da. they did it with like a, like an electric guitar, like me it was, it was stupid. Anyways, um, they have, uh, they have the old corn pops commercials available where they would play the legit, you know, jaws music, but, um, but, um, where's the fucking one I was just watching the other day. I, there's one I specifically remember where the, the kids are in the grocery store. I'm going to play it for you in a second. Uh, assuming it's going to come up for me because I saw it the other day. It was right back in there. Right. It was like in the, in the grocery store. Come on guys. What are you doing? I'm going to have to pause till I actually find it. Sorry, gang. I don't think this is worth the wait. It took me like 10 minutes to find the one. I found several others, but I'm looking for the one. So this is the, this is the grocery store one that I remember the most. Some of you guys might get it and it's really horrible audio. I apologize. Ah, just in time. One last box. Oh, well, hi, Kelly. And bye, Kelly, if you think you're getting those corn pops. How's it going, Brian? As in going away without the pops? Oh, uh, you shopping? Oh, man, she's not moving. Uh-huh. Oh, no, he's not budging. If I don't get that last box with the sweet corn she takes, man. I'm going for it. Price check. Kellogg's Corn Pop Cereal is part of this complete breakfast. Gotta have my pops. So it's very visual, that one, in the sense that like, it was like at the very end, before they go and grab the box, the, the, the stock boy grabs it price check. And then just at the end, gotta have my pops. He's sitting in the back room, eating the pops out of the box, like an animal, just that, but, um, I, I probably watched like five or six other ones, uh, you know, in search of that one to see, cause they have a box and I was like, is this the one? No, the hissing on the video was terrible too. Um, but that was what I remember about the corn pops, the, the several commercials were someone and, and even just rewatching a few of them now in search of that one, it was always like, you know, Hey, what's going on? You want to have some pops? Oh no, we're out of them. <gasps> oh no. But I need my corn pops, but what's going to happen if I don't those sweet crunchy pops, but like literally all the jaws music did. Like, and they're like, Oh my God, where's my corn? But, and everybody, Hey guys, I bought some more corn pops. <gasps> 
oh, gotta have my pops, but, um, it was just, it was ridiculous in the sense that every commercial, someone would have an anxiety attack. And then right at that moment, someone would walk in and hand, like literally the grocery store is the only one where they lose out, but every other commercial is like someone freaking out. And then their parents just, oh, I bought some more porn pops. Like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> it's almost like their commercials were like, you know what the cure to anxiety is? Corn pops. Not Adderall or anything like that. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a thing. Maybe the corn pops, maybe Kellogg's was onto something prior to, uh, you know, like Adderall and all that other shit is just the whole, the whole like, oh my God, what's going to Oh, corn pops. Oh, thank God. I'm good. You know what? Maybe I should do that. Number three, corn pops is my point. Um, and I wonder how much they paid for the licensing of like the Jaws music because it's, it's clearly the, the Jaws music. Or, or a slight variation. I always, obviously two notes, but, um, I, I believe that there's a licensing rule, man. I wish I had like a legion. I know I, I, I love you onesies, but I wish I just had the, those like one or two onesies that I know you guys will fucking fact check me on shit. I don't care about, you know, and tell me I'm an idiot, which is fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with any communication, but I wish I had like one or two onesies that would just like, if I say, I wonder if blah, blah. And then the next week I got an email and they're like, actually that thing you were talking about was this, 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 and this. And I'm like, amazing. Um, but I believe that there's a rule for like, um, copyright is that like, you're allowed a certain amount of notes to copy before it becomes infringement. Because like, you can't be like, oh, our song starts with an E, you know, or an A minor. It's like, well, you can't copyright a note, but you can probably, you can, but I believe you can copyright a, a sequence of notes, but that other one's like, but, um, it's two notes. So I think that there's a set amount of notes in a row that you're you know, not allowed to do. So, I mean, that might be a licensing thing. It clearly sounds like the Jaws music, but, um, you know, bum, bum, bum. I don't think that that da, 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 came into it. In fact, I believe that as a child, that song, that sound, uh, was first attributed to corn pops before I ever saw the movie Jaws. So yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, because Jaws is dun 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 dun. This one's like I don't know, I don't know. Maybe they changed it enough that they didn't have to pay royalties on it. But fascinating, nonetheless. Jaws is it a subliminal thing? Are you supposed to think like, oh, crunchy, chewing, biting Jaws? Number three was corn pops. I have the most to say about corn pops about anything anything else on this list. Number two. All right, number two. Cinnamon toast crunch. All right. Oh my God. It is such a dessert cereal. And don't get me wrong. There's so many other sweet ones that didn't even make the list that I love. I, I, I toiled over some of them, but, um, cinnamon toast crunch. I find delicious. Cinnamon sugar is just delicious on anything. It's delicious on donuts. It's delicious on beaver tails. It's delicious on toast. You know what I mean? There's so many cinnamon sugar flavored desserts and amazing things. So I have cinnamon sugar on a breakfast cereal and you're eating candy. Like it's, let's not, let's not fool ourselves. There's nothing good or redeeming about it. It's just fucking delicious cinnamon sugar and a crunch. Come on, come on cinnamon toast crunch. That's it. Number two, probably would be my number one. If I didn't use the rule that you're allowed to pick one name and all of the stuff underneath it. And I'm going to tell you my number one. All right. Like if I could have one brand of cereal for the rest of my life, I have a lot to play with here. Um, number one is Cheerios, man. Cheerios are my number one. And you guys might be thinking like, dude, how did lucky charms sugar crisp, uh, fuck. There was one that was like honey nut Cheerios called Cruncharoos when I was young. I fucking love that. And they did an apple cinnamon version too. There are lots of ones that I love. Can't get enough of that sugar crisp. You can never get enough. I loved, I love the puff rice with the honey. There was a lot of great cereals. 
Number one is Cheerios. Because again, as I get older, like when I was young, right? Honey Nut Cheerios, amazing. Do apple cinnamon Cheerios, delicious. Multigrain Cheerios are fucking delicious, right? They do, I mean, regular Cheerios are still great, right? Um, but Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios, apple cinnamon Cheerios, multigrain Cheerios. Um, there's like frosted Cheerios. Uh, I even looked online and they had, uh, they had like ones that done like pumpkin spice ones or whatever it is. Like you could, you could dress a Cheerio however you want. It's like a blank canvas and you're like, yeah, throw some flavor on it. They did chocolate, you know, chocolate Cheerios, chocolate frosted Cheerios, whatever, you know, but they, you could literally do it a hundred ways. They're like the, they, like I said earlier, they're like the Oreo cookies of that. Like look how many different kinds of Oreos are there? Mint and double stuff and chocolate fudge and chocolate coated and, and pumpkin and golden Oreos and vanilla Oreo. Like there's so many different kinds, like, you, you know, Oreos crushing it. Oreo is the cookie, the name and cookies. You know what I mean? I don't want to start using sports references, but like, who's the Tom Brady of cookies? Who's the Tom Brady of fucking, or, or the, the Michael Jordan of cookies? You know, it's Oreo. Who's beating Oreo again. I, I said it earlier. You will get a ballot in. you will help activate this Amazon card deal. You send me a cereal that has a wider portfolio than Cheerios, right? With more flavors than Cheerios. And I will, I will give you an entry. All right. Contact at one man podcast. The link is in the description of the uh, episode. And that's it guys coming up this week. A lot of chaos, a lot of chaos. Um, I'll take a shittiest movie suggestion. If anyone wants to do me and saving the time of having to figure out uh, what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to be working like crazy. I got a ton of stuff to do. As soon as I'm done this, I got errands to run immediately. I'm waiting on the poster so I can deliver that to my printer. I I've told you guys all this stuff, medical stuff. I got to call medical offices and find out like, Hey, can I get these requisitions for the love of Christ? So much stuff, so much stress. I don't deal with it in the greatest way. I apologize. Thank you for listening to me event. But, but so you guys know, um, that's where I'm at right now. So if any of you are, are waiting on calls, I know I've got friends who are, are looking to reach out and stuff like that. If any of you are waiting on me right now, know that you might need to reach out because I've got so much going on and I'm, I'm trying to put out fires. I feel like one of those fucking cartoons where like, you know, they, they water's coming out of a spout and they put their finger in the hole and it pops out somewhere else to fill that one and then put a toe in the other one. You know what I mean? Like they just, it just keeps popping out somewhere else. It's kind of how things feel right now, but, uh, but it's working right post COVID. I was worried. I, I sat here and I said, Hey, I'm worried about when things open up again and will I be able to find work? I have found so much work. I don't know what to do with it, which is great blessing. Thank you so much. Love to the universe. I appreciate it. I asked for it. You gave it to me. I got you wonderful people in my life. I can't wait to give more content. Things are going to be getting fun soon, right? The initial hiccup, you know, the, the before part is the, the tough, scary, unorganized part, disorganized part. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to, you know, when things get a little steady, it's gonna be a lot of work, but I'm looking forward to some normalcy and things like that. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys, uh, the whole process along the way. So, uh, love you. Thank you for listening onesies. Um, and I, I look forward to chatting with you again soon.